This is the Elevators Podcast. We discuss all things elevating your life, work, and relationships as you are building your business and yourself. Here is your host, yours truly, Dylan Buck. As we all know, if it stays, it pays. So in this episode, we'll explore strategies to save business that's teetering on the edge and how to transform potential losses or cancellations into loyal, long-term clients. Sometimes people just need to be reminded what they bought. Here is Jake Osowski. What's up? Welcome back to the Elevators Podcast. Today, I am sitting down with Jake Osowski. What's up, Jake? Howdy. Today, we're going to dive into the topic of just saving business, right? Making sure that your business stays on the books long term, making sure that you're taking care of your clients and do it in the right way. And I know that Jake has gained a lot of conviction in this recently. Um, At first, was really nervous to do it, you know, for a bunch of different reasons that he'll probably dive into. Um, but has since done it a lot, and it's become more of a confidence anger than an insecurity for him. So, Jake, I'll pass it over to you to dive in, and uh, I think a lot of the stuff that you're going to share is stuff that people need to hear. So, take it away, brother. Well, um, I'm excited to talk about this one because it's the idea of one client retention, just in general, but two, the actual process of saving business when people fall off the book and how to communicate. I think it's just such a huge opportunity for us in this business. Um, One, to serve our clients because we sell people a product that such a huge selling point is, hey, if you don't use this, you'll get your return to premium here in 25 years. That if we're not doing a good job of this, what's the point of even pitching people on that? (laughs) Uh, But two, like this is just huge for us. Like our, our income in this is attached to people keeping the policies and staying on the book. So I um, I actually was telling you a little bit about this, but my big turning point in this and when I uh, decided to really make it a pride point rather than something I avoided was uh, my A to T and quality of business had dropped so low. I missed a pretty significant monthly bonus on a week that I or on a month that I sold a lot um, that I just realized there was something that needed to change in my business um, to, to make sure that didn't happen again. Out of curiosity, what, what made you make that decision rather than one that was potentially more hurtful and negative for your business? Um, I mean, it's a choice. I mean, anytime we have hurdles come up, we can either choose that, hey, this is just the situation I'm in and be upset about it, or we can make a choice to overcome it. And I mean, there's other people who have A to T's where they're getting larger than the projected bonuses. And <laughs> it seems like it's something that's under their control. It can't just be their situation being different than mine. I had to be doing something different. So why not change it? Amen. Well, cool. Well, how would you like to get into the content meat potatoes? Do you want to just uh, start going into more of the technical stuff? Do you want to talk more about the philosophy? What do you think would be best for people? Uh, I mean, just f- philosophy first. Like I always think it's important whenever we're doing this, that I'll definitely give plenty of technical tips on how to go about doing this. But 
Really, the, you always want to start with the end in mind, the why. Why is it important for us to focus on client retention? So, the, I mean, it's obvious. Like the goals of having good client retention, it's serve your clients. I just hit on that. It's renewal income, something that's going to pay you long term. Um, but it's also just getting to a point where you're just resurfacing and taking care of people versus having to constantly cold call. And mm -hmm. I think when, I, when I've talked to people about this or even done a deep dive on myself, I know it's important to know the why, but it's also important to acknowledge why have you not been doing it to this point if this is a weak part of your business. Mm. I think for some people that just comes to a fear of um, it's uncomfortable. What if they canceled and they're upset about something related to their policy? Um, what if they take that out on you? Um, sometimes it's our ego gets in the way. Um, I know I've seen people cancel their policies and rather than having a logical response of like, Oh, there's something in their situation. I have an emotional response like those turds, like how dare they cancel on me? And I just take it like they're, they're offending me or, um, but I know a lot of times some people just don't even know where to start. And it's just like a lack of knowledge. Um, thinking through if you're not doing something where you're following up with clients who are falling off the books, well, why is that? And just addressing it and, really honestly just getting over it i'd say that's that's a big step cool well yeah take us into it man i know that i've i've heard you do a couple parts on this and uh, they've all been super good uh, lots of good feedback from agents in terms of how it's helped them shift their businesses and uh have more healthy long-term business and and satisfied clients and um yeah just doing all the right things to run their business like a business so i'm excited for you to dive in heck yeah okay well, we're going to dive into how to save business first, just when stuff falls off the books. And then on the tail end of this, I'll give some pointers as to what you can be doing on the front end to limit or avoid having to do a lot of this. So um, first things first, when you're getting to a point of wanting to reservice and get your people back on the books when they fall off, one, you just build it into your schedule. Every single week, have a period of time that is dedicated specifically to call anybody who's fallen off the books um, in the last week. I mean, all you got to do is go to FHL Connect, download your agent register, and it's going to show you any of your policies that have changed for the week. Um, anybody who's new, any claims, and then anybody who turned. Um, I think it can be really overwhelming if you're trying to do this daily with the updates, but just having a set time weekly. Uh, and when you go into this too, it's really important just to be organized um, in making these calls. Having the agent registered is is really important, but it's being organized in remembering stories of the people you talk to, which using our Salesforce and CRM is a great place to take a lot of notes. So when you call them, you remember who they are because there's plenty of times people cancel. You're like, uh, I don't remember who Katie Trombley was. Like, who, who the heck was that person? Um, you got to look it up. So be prepared on that. And you want to approach this too before you even start making the calls of having an attitude of serving your clients and an expectancy that you having a conversation with them is going to get them back on the books. You should expect that every person you talk to will be re-solidifying their policies with you um, before you call, because it's kind of the same way as where when we go into uh, approaching business owners, if we assume that it's just not going to go well, that's what's going to happen that you need to go and expecting that you're in a spot that you're going to help these people get back on the books. Uh, because shoot, why wouldn't they? 
on those tough days where you went and heard a ton of no's and this person who has canceled their policy or fallen off, they may have been that only yes you got for a day and they signed up for a reason in the first place. You just got to remind them what that was. Yeah. Um, so I guess that, that's kind of the, the being organized part of it. And I, when I think through this process too, you want to make it as simple as possible. Um, when you're out in the field selling, we all know that a confused and frustrated prospect will never buy. And that's especially as important when it comes to re, like re-signing somebody up because someone who's already consciously decided to cancel, they, as soon as you give them too many options or overcomplicate it, they now have not only decided to cancel once, but now they're more confused and overwhelmed. <laughs> and you have just created new friction in their life that they do not want and are not going to re-sign up. So um, when I talk about being organized, one one thing you want to be organized on is know that whenever you have this conversation, they are going to fall in one of three categories and they will literally only have three options at the end of this call. Just keep it super simple. The three options they will have is they will either reinstate their policy for the same exact coverage they had before, which that's always the end goal is just get them right back because maybe they forgot why they had the policy, what it covered, what it did, something along those lines. Um, two, they may reinstate for a lower level of coverage. Often if people cancel due to financial reasons, uh, they forget that their policy has a return of premium built in. So just reminding them about that, but letting them know, hey, we can set you up for something lower. So at least you have something in place and it uh, protects what you've saved up so far. So sign them back up where they're at, sign them up for something lower, or you also have to be okay is the third option is they stay canceled. You have to have a genuine buying atmosphere with you and them that that is an option that they may end up doing. And if you do this process right, you should have 80 to 90% of the people you talk to get back on the books. Um, so the, the getting organized part, you're going to be going into your, your agent register, pulling up their info and notes that you can have together before you even call them that are going to help guide this conversation is knowing how long was their policy in effect before they canceled and doing the math of how much have they saved up so far before they cancel their policy. Shoot, if someone's got a hundred dollar a month policy and they've only been on for five, six months, that's still five to $600 that they've saved up with us that if they decide to stay canceled is just gone like any other insurance, which again, what makes us different if we're not emphasizing that. So knowing what they've saved up and approaching the conversation with them where you're going to then share that as part of the conversation. So knowing what they've saved up, how long uh, they were on the books and knowing ahead of time why they canceled. Um, if they canceled because they changed their mind, um, if their policy termed because of insufficient funds, bank account closed, any of those reasons, they are going to have a different mentality towards signing back up. If someone's bank account closed and their policy lapsed, often they have no clue their policy lapsed. So they're going to be surprised and you might just need to get a new routing and account number over the phone without having to do any selling whatsoever. So knowing that going in there. Um, in the, in the, I guess this is where this is kind of tailored though, is the situations where people consciously choose to cancel. Uh, the call itself, I, ha I have kind of an outline that I go through that just makes it simple for them. So first things first, uh, when you're calling these people, you wanna be human. 
the same way that we're trained to build rapport in the approach and be a person before you're a salesperson, you want to do the same thing. You want to remind them that you're someone who actually gives a crap about them and you're not just calling to sell. Uh, you want to be direct. So once you get them on the phone and you have some sort of greeting rapport, you also want to just jump into it relatively quick. So you're not sitting there and they're wondering to themselves, why the heck is he calling? Or if they know exactly why you're there, you're calling them and you haven't addressed it, that's even more awkward. You're talking for five minutes to them and you haven't brought up that you're calling to reinstate them in the back of their mind. Hey, I already canceled this thing. Why is this guy calling me? Is he going to try and sell me new stuff? <laughs> and it's really important that when you have these phone calls to listen to them, when you ask them why their policy lapsed, for what the real why is. Yeah. They might tell you that they their policy lapsed or they decided to cancel because they they just started a new job and they have new benefits. When they tell you that, be quiet and listen to see if there's anything else. A really powerful question is, okay, is that all? Is that all? Anything else that came up? The same way in the sales process, like when they give an objection, just is that all? The more you can get out on the front end, the better because then you can cover the objections um, as they come up as to why it makes sense to get back on the book. So whatever that ends up as, you want to make sure that they know that it's not a big deal either way. Whatever happens here. Um, I Even let's say this is someone who hasn't lapsed that you're talking to yet, but someone who texted you or called you to try and cancel their policy. I always let folks know, hey, it's no problem. Whatever you need to have happen, I'm going to make sure we get you taken care of. No problem. We're going to make sure we get you taken care of. I think it's so important to come back to that and just let them know you're here to take care of them. Um, I never tell them, yep, I'm going to get your policy canceled until we have an actual conversation. <laughs> but hey, no problem. I'm just going to make sure we get you taken care of. Um, after you start digging in, Hey, saw you lapsed. We're going to find asking them why they canceled. Well, Hey, let's make sure we get you taken care of. But before we make any changes, um, and I kind of review what your policies, let me see if we owe you any money. A huge way to get someone back on the books or stop them from canceling is if they have a claim to get paid out on that they didn't know that they were getting money for. Um, I had a policy lapse a couple weeks ago who uh, they chose to cancel because money got tight. When I called them and had this conversation, found out that their son had a broken arm about six months ago that we owed them money on, but they never filed a claim because they thought they wouldn't need to since health insurance covered everything. Even though money was the issue, they honestly just forgot how their policy worked. Um, so one, see, hey, let's see if we owe you any money and you review their coverage with them. Uh, to see if we own anything. I always love asking people too, hey, do you remember what you have with us? Some do, some don't. Often you just get uh, insurance. <laughs> or I love asking people, hey, do you remember what type of coverage we do? Uh, yeah, it's health insurance. No, not even. We just help protect your income. <laughs> um, so it's important to run through, um, even if it's just over the phone, how we're different than health insurance, like the type of coverage, what they currently have in place and see if we owe them any money. If we don't owe them any money, or even if we have a small claim to file, you get to get excited and uh, let them know, Hey, that's awesome. We have no claims to file. Um, that just means you've been saving money up. 
uh, for the last six months since you had this, for the last three years since you had this. And again, some of the people are going to remember about this part and some won't. So I love asking people like, hey, do you, do you remember how the savings piece of this works? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? Okay. Well, so you, return of premiums built in. So every month that you don't use this policy, you're just saving money up with us that at the life of your policy, we're going to refund to you or refund less than any claims filed. So shoot, it's only been six months, but you saved up 600 bucks with us so far. Wow. You've been on here for five years and we haven't had to file a claim yet. That's six grand that you've saved up so far. I would hate to see you lose that. Um, so after you've seen if we owe them any money, found out why they canceled, uh, remind them how the coverage works and it, what they've saved up so far, that's when we get into the three options. So here's a couple options of uh, what we can run through. One, I can either get you reinstated right where you're at. Sounds like you guys just kind of forgot why you had the coverage. Um, and that's And I lead with this. And that's what most people do. Most people just reinstate because usually when you guys cancel, it's you just kind of forgot why you had it. Is that what you'd want to go with? Okay. If uh, if it's a money issue, um, I make sure to go, okay, if I, but yeah, we can get you reinstated where you're at. I know you said money was tight. Um, we also have a couple levels of coverage that are lower than what you have. So we can get you reinstated for something smaller and just plan on bumping you up um, when your money gets better. That way we protect what you saved up Obviously, uh, Tanya, your your benefits are not going to be as great if you need to use it, but at least you have something in place and it'll save the money that you've gotten there so far. Hmm. That ha- happens all the time. And otherwise, Tanya, our other option, if you do need to leave it canceled, you guys just don't think you need it, we can leave it that way too. But everything you saved up so far will just be gone and I would hate to see you lose that money. I guess, what do you think makes the most sense for your guys' situation? And just letting them make that choice where it's not a big deal. We just give you the three options and we're definitely trying to encourage them of which way to go. And what you're going to have is most people will get back on the books. Most people will decide, Hey, I don't want to get rid of this, whatever their situation, you will be saving business just by doing that. Um, by having those conversations. And Jake, and it, do you have an outline of these questions? Mm-hmm. Cool. We'll make sure to post those in the show notes so that people can just jog through them. Perfect. Yeah, we have a couple things we can post in the show notes too, because this process also applies. I kind of hit on this a little bit ago, but when people text you to cancel their plans, like, hey, uh, Jake, I I need to cancel that subscription I have with you. Obviously, that person forgot what they had. (laughs) Um, when When you get those, and some people are just obstinate about getting on the phone, like I will not make a change to someone's plan unless I get them on the phone because I need to have a conversation. Um, and this kind of goes for any communication and not just this, but you never want to have a texting conversation trying to go through this stuff because people can't hear tones. Amen. I mean, shoot, that should just be a rule of thumb in anything. Like you should never send more than a paragraph of a text and text should just be who, what, when, or where they should never be a why or a how, because you can't hear the tones and people will misread what you're saying with whatever tone they are feeling in that moment. So way to create a toxic conversation is have it via text (laughs) sure so yeah uh, i had a young guy last week actually text me hey jake i need to cancel that subscription i have with you i just said subscription lol uh when's a good time to hop on the phone and i can get you taken care of that's all i said and he wanted nothing to get on the phone with me he had no interest at all and what it literally came down to where he forgot about this part and this is my last resort we'll put this in the notes too i was like 
actually his name was Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Um, that's okay. We can get you squared away. Let's hop on the phone before we make changes though, to talk about the money that you saved up and how to go about dealing with that. Just what do you mean? The money I saved up. Hey, let's hop on the phone. When's a good time. Yeah. There's a reason that we don't approach all of our prospects via email or text. It's a lot harder to say no to our faces than it is over an email. And uh, yeah, the tonality makes a big difference when it comes to communicating the right message effectively, for sure. 100%. Yeah. So you just always, you want to get people on the phone. You want to make it simple. Um, you want to talk to them about their situation. Just remind them why they signed up in the first place. Cause so many of them forget. And then it's just getting them back on the books or stopping them from canceling in the first place. So this is a really, really simple process. It's going to work most of the time when you're doing a good job of this. Um, also, if you haven't done a good job of this one, uh, it's important to go back and play a little catch up on this starting now, but start by calling your most recent term policies first and the people who happen to, because you'll have a better chance of getting them back on the books versus folks who termed three months ago. And this hasn't even crossed their mind since, um, and that's just that's that's just a good rule of thumb is just making it part of the schedule too on there. Yeah, and you're doing this pretty much on a weekly basis, right? Just if there is a, a cancellation that comes through, you're sending out a text message and hopping on the phone whenever you can to explain the situation. Yep, uh, every single Wednesday, uh, I've got a set time frame where I call every single person who I saw termed this week. Um, if I can get them on the phone, awesome. Uh, if not, I will leave a voicemail. Hey, this is Jake with family heritage. Uh, saw your coverage lapse. Just wanted to get you on the phone and talk about the money you saved up so far. Um, if I, and then on top of that, I will send a text. Hey, just left you a voicemail. Jake with family heritage. Uh, saw your policy lapse. Just want to get on the phone and talk about the money you saved up before we make any changes. Hmm. And it's just, it's kind of like dangling the little carrot. Cause you want to get them on the phone to talk through their situation and if people feel like they have something to lose, they're more likely to have that conversation versus just, unfortunately, a lot of people just would avoid conversations that seem a little uncomfortable, us yeah. included. That it's they need to have a reason for hopping on the phone other than, hey, I want to try and sell you your coverage again. Right. And the reality is, I mean, the reality is they do have something to lose, right? It's not like we're just pretending they have something to lose. There actually is legitimately something to lose. Yep. And you can even see that when you look at your register, it'll tell you the paid to date of all the plans and you have 90 days from their paid to date to get them back on the books. So they don't lose that return of premium. I had two families last week that I've been trying to get a hold of for months. And it finally took a text of, Hey, we have three days to get in touch before the money you saved up is gone. When's good to get you on the phone and just being able to be direct. And I saved both those clients just because of that sense of urgency and letting them know that we did have a time frame uh, on that. So yeah, those are just some of the thoughts of saving the business. Obviously a huge part that you can do now to really make this part of your life easier is what you're doing in the sales process. So you're not losing business in the first place, but it's the, the, what you're doing as far as selling people policies that actually fit their budgets. Um, I, I was, so bad about this when I started. And that's why my A to T got as bad as it did is I was so excited about the initial premium that I was getting paid on a sale, not thinking about the long term. And I would always try and sell the biggest policy that someone was willing to buy. Um, I now have gotten to a point where 
if people are hemming and hawing between an elite and a preferred policy, I'll just tell them, hey, let's just start with the preferred. Um, and we can always bump you up in six months to the elite. Like I would way rather undersell and have something that's going to stick than have something that they're going to overextend themselves. And at the same time, if you're sitting down with a business owner that can absolutely afford the elite, you're getting them on the elite, I assume. 100%. Uh, yeah, I worked with a shop today, actually, where one of the guys, a uh, young single guy, him and Han, that exact situation of elite preferred. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, I can, I, let's do the elite. He goes, I can fit that in my budget right now. I go, what do you mean right now? He goes, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he goes, yeah, this month it'll fit. I'm like, well, what about every month past this month? He goes, I don't know. I'm like, well, let, let's start with this one. You'll get used to that. And we'll bump it up. And I went yeah. and talked to his boss who we then talked about the whole slew pricing wasn't even a factor. It was just, Hey, is the coverage there? And I showed him elite across the board for his family and he didn't flinch at the prices. Dang right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's starting there. Um, another one is we sell an intangible product. So it's important that you are carrying something with you to leave with them after they sign up. Um, I look, I look at the brochures that we can order on FHL Connect. They are my client leave behind packets. They are not brochures in my eyes. I do not hand those things out for people to think about and look at it. I'm like, hey, these are just for my clients. Yeah. So leaving that so they've got something in hand to show their spouse when they go home, for them to remind themselves of what they got, and just uh, especially until their policies come in a couple weeks. Yeah. It's easy to fall into the habit when you run out of flyers to then just send the digital copy and get used to that being totally fine. But that is not the case, right? Like Jake said, it is an intangible product. People want to bring something physical with them so they feel like there is an exchange for the finances that they are releasing. So sure. Sure. Yeah. And then anything you can do too in that process too, that takes questions away later on, um, one of them, they want to always know that you're going to be the person taking care of them. So make sure that you not only uh, give them a business card, but I will write my phone number on that brochure again. I will also forward my contact info and watch them save it into their phone. Um, I will write the price of the policy they bought on that brochure too. Um, if I sell someone an accident and ICU plan, I will actually write the prices of them separately on there. So that way, when they see it hit their bank statement, Hey, okay, that's why there's two payments coming out. I didn't get double charged. Because if you don't explain that, sometimes people just think we're charging them multiple times, but they need to know each policy is coming out different. I'll write the date that the coverage is coming out on every month, as well as I will make a point below that and write when their first payment's coming out, if that's a different date. Hey, first payment is, since you're coming on the 15th, your first payment's coming out on January 7th, 2024. So that way they know that that's why it's going to be different that month. Like just take any of the potential friction away from that. Um, I'll mark the level of coverage they have inside and I will write individual or single parent or family policy. So they know who it all covers. I will mark the iceberg page, how we work with the indirect. I actually carry a highlighter in my pocket and I highlight that part. And then I highlight return to premium on the back of it. And I explain everything I did. So there's just that much info in their hands where they feel really confident in the decision they made and are able to go back and look on that. Yeah. Yeah. All those reminders are helpful, helpful because they definitely forget most of what you said after you're gone. 100%. And then it's the follow-up too, uh, before they ever get to the point of thinking about canceling or money getting tight or whatever, 
um, is just being religious about sending thank you cards to your clients within a week of them signing up. Um, just so they have, Hey, a, another time where you're thinking about them or communicating and they know, Hey, this person didn't just show up to sell me a thing. They're actually going to follow up and take care of me. And yeah. then along with that, doing a 30 to 60 day review, whenever someone signs up, if you're able to go back and see them in person, 30 or 60 days later, do it, have them see your face. Hey, did you guys get your policy in the mail? We want to make sure that you got everything. Has there been anything come up where we can help file a claim referrals, coworkers, whatever that is. And if you can't go see them in person, at least give them a call 30 to 60 days later. Hey, did you guys get your policy in the mail? Awesome. Just want to make sure we're taking care of you guys. They need to know that you are going to take care of them. You're not like everybody else who sells them something I never hear from again. How many times do you run into uh, people who have coverage with other companies or unfortunately even with us sometimes where their agent they haven't heard from in five plus years? Yeah. You don't want to be that person. Because if you're not talking to your clients about their coverage and reminding them of return of premium, all of our competitors are talking to them and they are definitely not reminding them about their return of premium. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. But if you do some of that stuff on the front end, that is going to help where you need to do less of the cleanup on the back end. And the more guessing you take out of it, then the easier it is when you do have those conversations later. Hey, do you remember how we talked about that savings piece? Um, do you remember how I showed you, you guys were at a higher level of coverage. We can set you up on something lower. Just really make it simple because the easier the process is, the more sense it'll make for them and the more likely you are to retain and save clients. So true and so good. Um, Jake, if there was one piece of advice that you, that you would give to somebody who's about to do this for the first time, what would it be? Uh, for the first time, Get your attitude right before doing it and remember and try and remember something about the client you're about to call, whether that's why they signed up or a reason you like them. Hmm. You will have a different tone on the phone with that person than just a cold number over the phone that you sold something to. There it is. Get your attitude right and just do it. It makes a difference. And uh, the first couple, just like the first couple of presentations that you did might not be good. But after you do a few, it'll get better and better every single time. Uh, well, Jake, as we come to a close, any last minutes of wisdom or things that you'd like to share to wrap us up? Uh, yeah, I mean, we hit on it. Take care of your clients, man. Like you would love to be taken care of. And if this stuff happens for you and for those of you who are building a business, remember, it's the business that stays is the business that pays. We don't just get paid one time. The real value of this comes from selling a policy that people keep long-term. So take care of them and they will take care of you. Very true. Thanks, brother. This has been an Elevated Podcast production. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out our Instagram page at Elevated Financial. Like, share, and let us know what you want to hear more of.